Hello, and welcome to The Updown. I'm your host, Courtney Bradley. The Updown is a place where business owners can learn how to create kick-ass workspace where their people and their company thrive. Welcome back, <laughs> friends. Today, I have the pleasure of talking to one of my favorite people from one of my favorite companies, Mr. Andrew Dallas. <laughs> welcome. Well, that was really nice. Thank you. You're welcome. No, it's true, though. I talk about you guys all the time. <laughs> Everywhere I go, I'm like, pro athlete this, Andrew that. I say that you guys are a unicorn in Kansas City, or probably in the country, really, because you, what you're doing in terms of culture and you utilize your building to support that culture and all sorts of things. So it's very exciting to know you. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm flattered. Um, very excited to have met you two and built a relationship. And, you know, you've always been someone that's really, I think, valued culture. Mm -hmm. And we like to work with other businesses and people that value culture as well. And I think that's why we hit it off so, so well in the beginning, because, yes. you know, I think being or putting culture at the forefront of, of what you do in every business is your best strategy. 100%. And I think you all do that really well. Um, so well, thank proud you. to be here. Thank you. Yay. So um, I was on your LinkedIn profile, which I adore, by the way. Um, I love that you're a professional meeting attendee and a bad chit chatter. That's, you know, two yeah. strong, yeah. I, strong things. Yeah. You know, it, it's weird. You, you go through and have all these different positions in your career and you kind of just one day you sit there and you're like, so what do I do? Yes. And I don't really know what I do, but I know I go to a lot of meetings. Yes. And it's like, all right, that's kind of what I am. I'm just, I just go to meetings all the time. And then I know I'm really bad at networking. And so I threw the bad chit chatter thing in yes. there. I, I'm good when we're talking about stuff that, uh, you know, I can have a lot of passion and energy around. I'm not so good on the other stuff. I kind of just, it just goes silent and my brain just locks up. <laughs> And it's like, Deer in the like okay, so I'm, yeah, exactly. And I actually had an employee tell me that one time. Um, we were talking about just my style of leadership and stuff like that. And I'm usually just on all the time and don't have a lot of patience and all these things. Always like to have fun. But uh, it was an HR manager and she's just like, Andrew, we know you love us and you care for us. You don't have to like worry about that. We just know you don't like to chat. We know it. And I was like, that is so perfect. Right. You've nailed it. And so ever since then, I've kind of just owned it. That is lovely. So I did take a little, you know, turn through all of your official titles. You've been with Pro Athlete for over 10 years. And you started in marketing. And then you yeah. worked so, your way up. Yes. Tell us all about yeah, it. I, yeah, I, I think I'm in my 11th year and really started answering phones. That was like the first thing I did. And then quickly, uh, you know, became marketing, content writing, uh, different things like that. And I always tell people I'm very much a product of just a super cool organization that allows you to create your own path. And, you know, I always had that entrepreneurial bug in me. And it was weird. I never really thought I would, you know, be in a place this long and not and have it not be my own thing. But that's right. what I found out really early on is pro athlete lets you make it your own thing. So everybody in here is a little entrepreneur, right? You know, if they want to be, and that's very rare to find. And that's why I love this place so much. But I, yeah, I bounced around a, a lot. I, gosh, I think I had four positions and even well, had, had one specifically with no title. 
And it and then you have in parentheses afterwards that was the official title. <laughs> you were just there. You were showing so, up to meetings all the time. Yes. Excellent. Yes. So that was the time where I knew, you know, I started doing a few things that were specialized, and then pretty quickly I had my hands in a lot of different things, and there wasn't really a good title to kind of describe because it wasn't your traditional CMO or COO or CFO or CEO. It was kind of just a bunch of different things. <laughs> and so we just called it no title. And when I went to those networking things with that title, I got way more questions than I wanted and had to chit chat after that. Oh no, so this is failed. That pretty quick. <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious. That's hilarious. So 2020 was actually kind of a big year for you guys. Yes. You won Kansas City Chamber Small Business of the Year. Congratulations. We did. I love Thank it. You. you guys yes. definitely deserve it. So um, why don't you just walk us down that path a little bit and and how that came about? Absolutely. Yeah, super honored um, to have uh, been recognized as the Mr. K Award winner for 2020. And, you know, in, in 2020, it, it was definitely difficult. Everything was virtual. Uh, can't say thank you enough to the chamber and the judges and all the other companies that applied, uh, you know, to just be considered amongst all those great companies in the top 10 was an honor right there, yep. you know, and then to win was just you know, more than we could have ever imagined. <laughs> and I think the, the thing that drove us to continue to um, try to get that award is the, the tie to baseball with the Kaufmans and just their approach to how they do business, where they talk about community and, and employees ahead of, what their business is. And I've said it on a lot of different um, interviews and stuff, but we, we're not counting the number of bats and gloves we sell at the end of this thing. We're much more counting the memories and the experiences we provide for our employees and ourselves and our customers. And I think the chamber or the judges kind of saw how we handled 2020, which was a difficult year for everybody. And they kind of said, yeah, you, you all really put it into overdrive and uh, really handled the pandemic well and um, some of the social justice issues that we're facing our country and our city. You know, we kind of got together and decided what we wanted the future to look like for pro athlete. We can sit here and get down on ourselves and complain about the state of everything, or we can, you know, get together, get creative, make sure everybody's protected and go out and make the best of it. And we chose the second path and I'm glad we did, but it was definitely hard. Yeah. You know, no, just like everybody. You know? Yeah. No, yeah. it was fun to watch you, you guys, and, and fun to see you guys coming out with all sorts of new ideas. Um, the storied, tell us about how that came about. And, and I also, I think I saw somewhere, I was probably on LinkedIn about how you guys really just decided you were going to give, 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 give in 2020. Yeah. and how that's resulted yeah. for you. Yeah, it was, it was challenging. Anybody who's ever been to our building or has followed us on LinkedIn or anything, we talk about our core values a lot. And we are one of those companies that live them out. It's not just uh, something you throw on the wall in the entryway, it's, it's real. We use it for everything. Who we bring on, who we partner with, who we let go you know, all the, how we treat our customers, our employees, everybody. And they, the core values are what guided us through 2020. They went there, what's guided us through since 2009 when we implemented them. And I'll 
very difficult to stay true to them, especially the giving back core value, because in March, that, that's our busiest month, baseball right. season. I mean, it was in our busiest two week span when we shut down. I'll never forget when Rudy Gobert of the Jazz um, got uh, COVID and the NBA said, we're pausing. I remember we got together and I'm like, everything's about to shut down. And we made the decision to go ahead and shut everything down. And, you know, from that point on, it was, there was a lot of uncertainty. People were scared. And what we leaned on were the core values. And they're kind of what got us through. And I, I did say that, and I've said it several times. We said embrace stewardship is one of our core values. It always has been. There are people that we have relied on over the years to get us to where we are. Former employees, current employees, our alumni uh, group that we have assembled, our Hall of Fame members, our business partners, our customers, everybody, employees, family, uh, or employees, families. We're, we need to be there for them right. because they've been there for us. And so I remember sending something out to the company and telling them, we may ask you to help if uh, an old employee needs help with something in accounting or they need a, a logo for something. That's what we do. And uh, someone asked, are you sure it's smart to be doing that um, given that we're down 95%? Right. And this is one of my favorite moments. And without hesitation said, you're damn right. That's what we do here. <laughs> And that's what we're going to do. In right. fact, we're going to give more than we've ever given before. And that was kind of where that came from. And that's um, not to be too long winded, but storied kind of blossomed from that. When everything shut down, one of my favorite people in Kansas City is Bob Kendrick. Everybody <laughs> shares that sentiment. <laughs> the best dressed dude in yep. town. And he's the best <laughs> He's just awesome. And when, I mean, especially during a pandemic, I mean, it's so valuable. If you get five minutes with him, he cheers you up. Right. And there's so much value in that. And I knew that they had to be struggling because they had to shut down. How are they going to get money? Reached out to them and pitched an idea around a virtual tour mm -hmm. that people could from around the world could, you know, access. And we would do it all for them, wouldn't charge anything. It'd just be a really cool story about two Kansas City businesses right. helping each other out. And it kind of pivoted because between we did that based around the pandemic and then George Floyd, yeah. that situation happened yes. and things started to kind of change. And we kind of shifted from um, that to a much more folk or big focus on just educating people about how much of an impact the Negro leagues had on the civil rights movement. Mm -hmm. And so blossomed the uh, idea storied, uh, 22 stories of the Negro Leagues told by Bob Kendrick. Right. And we picked 22 stories because that was Buck O'Neill's jersey number. Mm -hmm. And it would take us from when we started through the end of the year. Right. And we we're like, we're going to drop one a week because we want people, we want to give some something exciting every week. Yes. Something and it for was, somebody it was to look forward to. <gasps> yes, <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> and I mean, the the support and the, the great comments and everything we got from people locally and around the country is it made it completely worthwhile. I hope that what we did helped, uh, you know, get some of those things for the Negro leagues museum that they got with being recognized with major league baseball. And, you know, we, we also helped sponsor the streetcar, the Buck O'Neill uh -huh. streetcar thing and just different things like that. And it's just, uh, we're so happy to do that no matter what state our business is in, that's the type of stuff we need to, you know, help get out there to the public. 
Of course. So I want to go back to your core values and Mm -hmm. tell us how you guys kind of came up. Are there 11 of them? 12. Okay, 12. Sorry. My bad. My bad. So there's there's 12 of them. And so how you guys, I'm assuming you worked as a group to to pull those things together um, and how you guys did that and how you landed on the ones that you landed on. Yeah, great question. You know, most people poke fun at us because we have so many. (laughs) What I always tell people, for starters, is you can have one, you can have a hundred. They just need to, every single one of them needs to matter. It doesn't matter how many you have as long as you live them out. And so we do have a lot, but every single one has an activation within our business. So, you know, like Embrace Stewardship, we have, um, we give every employee $1,500 each year to donate to whatever charity they want. Instead of me saying, we're going to donate to this charity and then, you know, employee X, they don't really care about that charity, you know? And so we give everybody the empowerment, but the the way they came about, it was an employee driven exercise. And I think they were, they all kind of fell in place. We took inspiration from other companies and stuff like that. But I think they um, really fell in place because Wes and Judy Hedrick, the founders of this company back in 1987, that's how they lived their life. That's how they started the business. And then their son, Scott, who took over um, and took the business online, he kind of just carried that out and helped craft it into, you know, the core values. They were living it that way the right. whole time. It just wasn't, you know, formalized right. as core values. So, but they really are, I mean, I, I do a lot of discussions with people because they ask us about our culture and I hope everybody takes it serious when I say this, but if you just have those right, you don't need to do a whole lot else. I mean, you get those right and you, and everybody understands them. And if you say one, everybody thinks the same thing in their head, right. that's magic. And that's the strength of a really good culture is uniting around a common Um, you know, set of values. The other thing though, is you don't want everybody being the same though. We want diversity, you know, we want different ways of thinking. And that's why we've adjusted our core values twice. Um, And, you know, that's a lot, you know, to do, because that's like changing the law around here. But I always want to make sure we are not just stuck in the way they used to be right? because right. things change, things, things change. evolve and um, you need to be able to adapt with them. Right. Innovation is important. So that is. Yes. Good. Yes. So can you Absolutely. share, um, obviously your physical space, whether I don't know if you guys are fully back yet, um, but that's a big part of supporting your culture. And I know you guys have the awesome tour online Um, but can you share a little bit more about that and how that supports everything that you guys do? Yeah, it's like an amusement park up here. (laughs) It Uh, really is. is. Look guys, I took a visit and had my body fat measured while I was there. So that's Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's a little bit of everything, uh, for you to partake in if you come up here, but you know, it's, uh, we're not all back yet. We're, uh, still you know, kind of operating with just our warehouse workers out there. I said this a few times, but being an e-commerce company, we have the luxury of being able to work from home. Mm -hmm. And I think we owe it to those who can't to work from home until things have cleared up. Because 
they're out there doing stuff, you know, the people that are essential and then, you know, restaurants and places that really have to be physically at their right. space. Well, let's do our part not to make this worse. Right. You know, we can stay home and be safe. We're balancing, you know, because, you know, I know people are ready to come back. Right. And, but yes, the, the office is such a key part. But we have realized through all this that you can get creative and do other things. But yeah, I mean, there's no place like home. We have that on the entryway when you walk in for a reason. And, you know, we have a swimming pool, batting cage, <laughs> racquetball court, a bar. Uh, that's where I'm sitting right now. Nice. A uh, spa. Yeah, we have a spa. Yeah. You can get manicure, pedicure, facial, haircuts, all those different things up here. And it's very, very instrumental to the culture and mainly goes around the, the core value of create a, a fun work environment. You know, I, I don't care what you do throughout the day. You get your stuff done, right. do whatever you want. That's you know? my mentality. And, That's my mentality. Sometimes people yeah, I think, exactly. think I'm crazy. And I'm like, no, yep. I can see where results are coming from. And as long as the results are getting done, who, I don't care where you're doing it or yep. how, it, you know, what else you're doing, but as long as it's legal. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. <laughs> And that's, that's the thing I, I think we, you know, learned a couple of maybe, maybe four or five at this point now, but we implemented unlimited PTO so people could fully utilize the space. Right. And I, you don't need to ask me every time you want to go shoot baskets, just go shoot baskets. You know, you don't need to ask me every time you need to go to the dentist, Right. just get your work done. I don't need to know. Um, but our, our facility is very crucial. And, you know, we're, we're talking about redoing a few areas and stuff. I know we've talked yep. and I think it is going to look a little different when we return and I want to be ready, you know, when people come back to have it set up to manage this new way of working, whatever that is. I don't, I don't know if we know the answer to that yet, right. it's but still I know things are going to be different. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But we're still going to have fun. I know that. That is good. That is good. So tell us, you guys are also expanding the just conglomeration. <laughs> yes. So, yes, we are. Yes. Tell us about the new, what the new and upcoming just paddles. Yes. So we are getting in to the pickleball space. Yay. We've been monitoring. Yeah. We've been monitoring it for a couple of years. We've done a, a research uh, project on it a, a few years back and, you know, we've seen what chicken and pickle has done for the area and then they've expanded. Um, we, we, it just, it keeps coming up in all these meetings I'm in. People are like, hey, have you seen this? <laughs> we've had some pickleball tournaments out here on our basketball court. Uh, I remember playing in high school and it's just an awesome, awesome game. And it's, it's unique. I, I don't recall a time, and I Scott, our um, chairman, he doesn't either, a time where a new sport, which it's not really new. It was started in 1965, right. but a sport is having this like rebirth and you get to get in on the ground floor. Right. It. It's having like, a moment. Pickleball is having a moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, this is a really unique opportunity to come in and, you know, take our place as the paddle experts like we did for bats and gloves. Right. And that's, that's what I think we can come in there and do it is a you know an extension of just bats just gloves now just paddles and we're excited it's gonna launch here within the, the next yeah. month or so uh and 
it's really weird. We have so much experience doing online retail that this has come together extremely fast, Yay. actually faster than our, <laughs> yeah, faster than our other new venture that we started last year. And it, it's been a lot of fun. We've got a couple of pickleball um, people that are kind of leading the charge in here and it's going pretty well. So we'll see what happens. Nice. Um, you know, like I said, early February is when it should go live. I love it. I can't wait to see it all. Well, we've reached kind of that portion of the show. I always ask for a business up and a business down. So, you know, something good that, that's happened. Yeah, that it's called the up down for a reason. Okay. <laughs> Method to my madness. Okay. Um, but also, <laughs> you know, as a business leader, I'm sure you've experienced hardships or, you know, opportunities that didn't go how you wanted them to and kind of I like to talk about the downs too, because it, it kind of tells that lesson learned and how we're all kind of experience similar things sometimes. So. Yes. Go. Okay. You want the, which do you want Either first? One. Gentleman's choice. Okay. All right. Well, let me uh, start with the down okay. and then we'll cheer it up after. Oh, that sounds good. That so sounds good. yeah, <laughs> you know, I have so many, I probably can't even count the number of, things I've done wrong and, <laughs> you know, not, not executed the way we wanted. Yes. There, there's one that always sticks out to me and, you know, it, it was probably one of the hardest times here at pro athlete. It was back in, I believe 2012, 2013 timeframe. And we were overstaffed, you know, by a lot. We have about 60 employees today. Back then we had 118. Okay. And a lot. we're doing more revenue, more revenue, more volume, everything now than we were back then. And it was just, you know, we just didn't have processes in place right. and all these different things. And, you know, I think one of the things that is a down was having to have those conversations with the people that didn't really do anything wrong. Right. And letting them and having to, um, you know, let them go. Yep. You know, it was it was close to 50 or so people over the course of a year, it was the best thing for, for the business. But I just remember how difficult that was yeah, that's for everybody, you know, and difficult for me, who cares? Like right. nobody difficult cares. for your team what? to see like friends yeah. and colleagues that, like you said, didn't necessarily do anything wrong. It's just, you had to make cuts. Right. somewhere. Yeah. And you know, that's the only time we've ever really had to do that. And you know, I just vowed it, I wasn't in like a key management position at that time. That's, that's kind of how I made my way is helping kind of clean that up. Right. And, you know, that still has a little bit of a sore spot because they were all great people, you know, as far as I knew, and they didn't do anything wrong. It was, we just mismanaged the situation. What happened was there were these rule changes in baseball and our revenue spiked up one year because everybody needed a new bat. Yeah. So you brought on all these people. <laughs> and instead of like good processes and, you know, it, it's just one of those things that I always think about. And it is a big key to how I do things now, because I never want to have to do that again. Right. And cause it felt so wrong to do that to people that were working hard, minding their own business, uh, part of the culture and contributing. You know, and so I just use that every day. Yep. And, but yeah, it was definitely a rough time, I think, for everybody here and something that I think everybody should take note of to, especially during times like this, 
you know, where so many companies are having to do the same thing. Yeah. And, you know, you're going to doubt yourself. Gosh, I'm a bad person. All the, but, you know, it's better to, to do it now and get them on the next, onto the next thing yes. than to let it linger. If you know, it's, you know, if you, if you and know, that's it's what going we to happen. Out. Yes. No, yes. I, I totally yeah. And we it. botched the, yeah. And we botched the first, I don't know how many <laughs> of the discussions I'm sure. And, yeah. you know, I just, it, it's just never a good thing, but, um, you know, try to always get better and not let it happen again. Of course. Of course. Learn from that. Andrew. Yeah. So, and that's not a new one, but that's just one that like, all I think about seriously every day with every decision we make is, you know, cause I just, we just care about our people so much. We never want to put them in a bad spot. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. So you want an, an up. up now. Give us the um, Woo, let's see here. <laughs> there's been, it's been difficult year, but there's been some things that have been okay. Yeah. So I think, I think I'm going to go back to the Mr. K um, award that you brought up. And it was the perfect shot in the arm that we needed in the middle of a pandemic when everybody was, I mean, it was, we were getting into like the end of the year. I think yep. it was October. Yep. We'd been working from home basically the majority of the year. It seemed like there were a few good things coming here and there, but most of the things were, okay, we're still going to be working from home. Right. You know, okay, we're not doing pay cuts, but well, we might have to do this. And it was just this roller coaster of usually not, the best stuff. Right. And people were getting more out. I think it was like confirmation that the way we handled the pandemic and the social justice issues and the way we've run our business for however many years was noticed and valued by the people in Kansas City. Right. And I think it was a just a nice a breath of fresh air for everybody to kind of sit back and go, all right, this is this is awesome. Um, you know, obviously things are tough right now in the world, but Together, we can get through this, yes. and hopefully we can help a lot of other people along the way. That is awesome. And I'm still so excited for you guys that you won that. Thank you. Um, Thank you. What haven't I asked you? I always ask that question because I feel like sometimes there's something that you want to share that I may have not asked a question about. But don't yeah, feel pressured I mean, either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, wow. I, you know, I think you've covered a lot of it. I. I'm curious to pick your brain. Oh, I mean, oh, tables of you all. Exactly. Um, so culture is obviously important for you all. What do you see as like the future of, you know, office and workspace and how do you think culture will be impacted by everything that's gone on the last year? It's interesting that you asked that. I just wrote an article mm -hmm. for Thinking Bigger the other day, talking about yes. kind of, oh, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, talking about kind of workplace 2021 and beyond. Um, you know, for years before, you know, the last few years, there's always been this kind of this workplace of the future talk. And to me, it always seemed like it was this like far-fetched thing that you were never really going to quite get to. Uh, but I think it's right. it's here. It's coming really quickly now. Um, a couple things. I think that leaders, um, more and more leaders are going to realize the importance of culture. Um, you know, there's many organizations out there that don't, you know, don't have a good culture or don't have really, you know, any 
intentional type culture culture. And I believe that if, if last year taught us anything, it's that culture is wildly important in organizations and, um, a push for supporting your people, um, with their mental health and well-being. because, you know, I think everyone was experiencing some sort of, you know, anxiety or stress, um, or something. If, if, if you made it through last year with no stress and no anxiety, I need to know how you did that. So I think that leaders are really going to realize how important it is to really, really, really put their people first, because like you guys, they'll see the success as an organization, um, by focusing on their people first. Um, and then with physical space, yeah. And then with physical space, I really see like, um, you know, a push for utilizing the, the buildings and the spaces in, in different ways, but that are supporting health and well-being. Um, you know, I think that remote work isn't going away, that genie's out of the bottle and it's never going back in. Um, but how to, right. you know, how to balance those, the, the partially maybe being remote sometimes and being in the office and how the office space will change over time and to support more of that type of flexibility. So. That's, that's great. Yeah. One thing that you said on there that really hits home for me, and it was one of the things we made sure we did not cut um, when things got tough during the pandemic was our um, company therapist. Mm-hmm. So um, I hope we see a lot more companies. I know there's um, a lot of companies have, you know, uh, hot, hotlines set up and different things like that. If right. you need to talk to someone, I hope people take it a step further and get somebody on staff um, that they can talk to. And um, I, I don't meet with um, our therapist because I want everybody to know that she's not just reporting back to me, <laughs> right? you know? And so, but I'm a huge advocate for it, you know, and um, we can all use people to talk to Absolutely. And feel like we're not going to be, feel like we're not going to be judged about what we say and how we feel. And that's hard to do with your, your boss for sure. And your peers sometimes too. Right. And having an independent person come in, I think it says so much. And it's one of my favorite things we've done in the last year and one of my, uh, or one of the things I'm most proud of that we said, Hey, no matter what happens, we're keeping this. Yes. And I hope, I mean, when we did it, we go, if she can help one person, it's worth it. Yep. One person who's struggling with depression or anxiety or alcoholism or whatever those things might be. Um, if she can just help one person, then it's everything it's totally else is worth just it. <laughs> icing on the cake, you know, and, I know that people have, she's got some really good feedback and I would urge anybody listening to do the same. It's not as expensive as you might think. And it's so, so valuable for your people. Yeah. And there's a ton of resources out there um, as well. You just have to be uh, mindful and intentional about putting those resources out there. So for your people, you do. Um, That's awesome. And one tiny little maybe thing that people might not know about you Andrew, is that Uh-oh. you are a very provocative artist. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that I believe that you could have a prolific art career if you so choose. So yes. I need people to check out the after show. There'll be some clips because try as I might to share my screen and show your artwork off. I am fearful that I will disconnect this podcast. So... <laughs> I feel like I need to get a website up and get some, like, so people can go buy these. Yes. I mean, they're probably going to, 
People are going to want them quick. People are going to want them. I feel like you're going to have a whole side hustle going on um, with your artistic creations. (laughs) Yeah, I... I've made, I think, four of them. I've signed them all. Yes. And I think number four is in my office. It kind of goes back to, (laughs) I remember my wife, we were living in the River Market in Kansas City. She's like, we need art in our um, house. And I'm like, oh, perfect. Yep. Then got a can of spray paint and (laughs) you'll see what what came about next. That's the teaser for the the video portion of the (laughs) after show. You're going to have to come back and check it out. So Andrew, yeah, always. A so this may be my last, you. is this going to be my last like podcast as CEO? Am I going to quit and go pursue the art thing? <laughs> I will. It could be, I, I think that would be devastating okay. for, for everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. Probably have some employees who would strongly encourage. You. <laughs> oh, I doubt that. But, uh, oh, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. It's always a delight to talk to you. Thank you. Thanks for doing this and for putting culture first. Absolutely. Did you like today's topic? Like, share, and subscribe. If you know of a person or a company that's killing it in their space, send us an email to podcast at trilogy.life. Thank you for listening. Until next time.